Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And Adam is uh, going to review a movie that he was in no way excited to see. I I think that's probably um, an out-and-out lie. (laughs) I I, I don't like calling people liars to their face, but But, that that was pretty bold-faced. He did have a countdown clock for the Tarantino film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, not America. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Or just Once Upon a Time. Yes, a uh, TV show. It's a, Imagine it, if Tarantino did that TV show with the fairy tales. Well, it would have to be moved to HBO. Yes. Um, and and then at that point, then he could do what he wanted. And I'm telling you, I'd be in. Yeah. I'd be in on that. I'd like to see Tarantino's take on classic fairy tales. I would, too. I can't imagine there's anyone out there like that doesn't want to see that. I don't know. I, maybe children or mm. conservative mothers. My children maybe. want to see the Tarantino film, but I've said um, I, I just can't. I can't yet. I just I, I think no. I I snuck and watched Pulp Fiction, and I and had you this, were what sixteen. Pulp Fiction came out in ninety four, so I was fourteen, okay. and Jackie Brown was ninety seven. So I actually I had to buy a ticket to a different movie oh. to watch Jackie Brown. So, like, up until that point, I kind of had to sneak around it. Um, but I think uh, Kill Bill was mm-hmm. the first one I actually just got to, like, buy a ticket to that movie. So, at 14, did see. Pulp Fiction... Uh... I I think I understood a lot of it. But, like, a lot of that movie was just... I was like, wow, they talk a lot. <laughs> and, again, this is this is still the kid that, you know, wants to watch, like, action movies and, like... you. Know, the the your more traditional blockbuster fare. Mm-hmm. Like I'd never seen a movie where they wanted to talk. What that made you want to watch Pulp Fiction and sneak in to do it? Although he did pay a ticket price. Um, it was a, it was an R rated movie. Like there there was something about the intrigue of doing something that you weren't supposed to do. And a, a fr- of friends course, of mine, you didn't do it on your own. No, no. Well, and friends of mine had told me like that. You know, their brothers had got them like into it, or mm-hmm. they, or some of the 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 older friends that I had, they were just like they had seen it. And I was like, oh, well, I I want to see this too. So I really I, I didn't understand exactly what I was getting into, and I, I, I you you almost have to be kind of gently like taken in to Tarantino because mm-hmm. his movies are not like. Any other like if you've seen a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. you know, there's good ones, there's bad ones. But if you've seen one, you kind of know how that thing's going to play out. Right. If you've seen a uh, a Roland Emmerich like disaster summer movie, th- they're different. Like sometimes the earth freezes, sometimes it's aliens, mm-hmm. sometimes it's frozen whatever. aliens. Yeah. But for the most part, you know how it's going to work out. Stuff blows up real good. And it's all, you know, iconic buildings like with with Pulp Fiction. Like there's there's multiple scenes, there's act breaks, like characters aren't interacting necessarily. There's there's four different stories. Like I don't think I had ever seen anything quite so intricately plotted. And at, at fourteen, I'm just like, but well, when 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 do you when do you get on the thing that blows up? Like, <laughs> there, I mean, the transfer. Were you disappointed? Were, do you remember no, that? I just remember like thinking I, I need to I need to see this again. I don't think I got all of mm-hmm. it. And again, and it's like watching Memento and not paying attention. Yeah. You're just like, wait, why doesn't he? But didn't he just see that? Like, Mm -hmm. why? Why is there a tattoo on him? Like, it it really was. I I was a person that could casually watch films. 
And Pulp Fiction was one of the first movies that I really had to go, okay, well, I just have to sit down. I have to pay attention. Like, mm-hmm. may- maybe I'm going to take notes. Oh, ah. wow. Samuel L. Jackson is mad. He is very angry. <laughs> so that's not the movie that we are going to be reviewing. And by the way, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is doing very well. Now, with inflation, they're saying it's not his best opening, but it's open at like $40 million, And for a Tarantino film, that is very, very good indeed. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the... What I've seen of the the sets, the costuming, the cockiness, the whole vibe. I've it's, watched those oh, trailers over and over. It's brilliant. It's all kinds of 60s. Like yes. The, the, I, I think it's almost kind of like, like a seductive pipe dream. Like, I don't think this is how the 60s was for everybody. But, but like, for some people. Well, I'm sure for like a very select few. But like the slice that you get to see, like it's just... It's as 60s as in as much as um, Stranger Things, like is about as 80s as you can get. This film like kind of leans into the 60s and like doesn't it it doesn't stop. You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. We are high atop the podcast center. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens, actually reviewing a movie once upon a time in Hollywood. DiCaprio is not playing his traditional like he he's a leading man. I think I can I can mm-hmm. say that like generally he's very serious like Inception like he's he's heroic like I have this... to give Inception another look because I was not in the mood or paying much attention when I saw it. You you really kind of sort of yeah. have to. And I just kind of was like mm. I, I was sometimes I'm in those moods and I just it just missed me. It's it's Chris Nolan like and Leonardo DiCaprio. It is it is genuinely worth mm-hmm. like a oh, couple yeah. of watches. Um, DiCaprio is not playing his traditional like as heroic like really kind of flawless self. Mm-hmm. In most of his movies, like th- there's not a whole lot to dislike about him. Um, in this one, he is very like self deprecating. Like he doesn't have confidence. Like he comes across himself. as smarmy from the trailer. Yeah. And it's like smarmy to me is a very specific word. And it looked like he was nailing it. And he is in he's not in like 100 percent of the movie, but he and Brad Pitt, if one is not on the screen, chances are the other probably is. OK, for those who don't know, what is the story? Um, You have uh, this. Uh, he, he used to be a, a television actor. In a fictional show, well, I guess technically Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he was in a show called Bounty Law, kind of similar to like Ponderosa or like Gunsmoke. Bonanza. Like it just it it was a weekly show, f- fictionally set in on NBC and a huge hit. Uh, yeah, like yeah. big, big, big hit. And Brad Pitt is his stunt double, and like there, it, it, it's it's a bromance mm-hmm. of sorts, like. Even after the show goes off the air and he has kind of a middling um, film career, like uh, Brad Pitt will still come around and like do housework for him. Uh, at one point, it explains that like he gets too many DUIs and he gets his license taken away. So Brad Pitt has to drive him to mm-hmm. like new auditions. And he's just he is he's not in the twilight of his career, but it's not it's not gangbusters anymore. Like he is not like. The one that has his face on TV Guide. Like, right. he's not on all the magazine. He's playing, like, 
maybe the villain of the week on like mm-hmm. FBI or like Columbo. Yeah, like stuff like that. It's he's working and he you know, he lives in Hollywood, but he's not he's not the level of stardom that I guess he wants to and he understands that he is or he thinks he is lesser than he used to be and like his character especially in like more private moments kind of like lets you in to see like just how vulnerable he is versus like this character because all his care they're just they're nothing but like just swinging bravado mm-hmm. like one of them's got one of those handlebar mustaches he's threatening people he's shooting mm-hmm. people he's like go go get him right now go get him right now but like then you get to like maybe his trailer and he's just like what are you doing out there you're you're embarrassing yourself you're embarrassing yourself i learned all those lines and now there's they, they don't think i'm a professional like just a really interesting thing to see an actor who like is usually portrayed as you know like i said just very you know straight straight Dare john I say, and in this case leo has to act he's acting act. and I, I honestly i'm going to put this out there, like the uh, what was it revenant i think that mm-hmm. he actually won for mm mm-hmm. mhm it's a very different kind of performance, but yeah. I would I would almost say this is probably one of his strongest, if not his strongest, performance of his career. And I know this is silly to say, but when I look back at DiCaprio's career, I never would have predicted this. Not that he was bad when he was a kid. He was fine. Yeah. But, but- I never would have said, now that. He's got the makings of being an ex De Niro. I'm like, whatever. And I mean, the it he's kind of a weird kind of outlier in Hollywood as well. Like, okay, Robert Downey Jr., who is very famously wealthy at this point. And by the if, way, Jamie Foxx does a dead-on impersonation of RDJ. I, I n- did not know that. I'm gonna have to look this up. I'm I'm interested in that. So good. Okay, uh, RDJ is very very bankable as long as he's playing. Tony Stark. And mm-hmm. I mean, right now, everybody and their brother is attached to some superhero franchise. Like the IP is king now. You're you're in Star Wars, you're in Marvel, you're in mm-hmm. DC, you're in some pre-existing property. And unless I am just skipping over it, DiCaprio hasn't done any of that. Like, I, I'm not saying I don't want to see him in it, but like he's not a superhero. Like, I guarantee you, Marvel or DC would gladly hire him to do it. But like he is, he's like his own brand mm-hmm. at this point. Like I, I think it was like one of his managers or one of the producers of the movie. I'd read an interview. Basically, it just says his brand is excellence. He goes, people come to see his movies because they know that they're always good. And I'm just like, well, they're. I really couldn't like even even the ones like maybe that I didn't just I wasn't overwhelmed with. Like you've got some that were lesser grocers like. Um, Blood Diamond, I think, mm-hmm. did less than a hundred million, and uh, Jay Edgar, which he did with Clint Eastwood, also did lesser. But like the films also weren't three hundred million dollar spectacles, right. so like you you can that, that that's okay for those films to do. But like Revenant cleared like five six hundred million that worldwide. Was an exceptional film, and like most of it, Inception, like did uh, like huge business as well. Like he is one of the few people that doesn't have to link himself up. To like even Harrison Ford, like back in the day, who was all kinds of blockbuster. Like Ford was a franchise man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he had two very well three if you count Jack Ryan, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, and Jack Ryan. Like somehow or another, this guy just gets to pick projects, and usually they're with prestige directors. Like he's worked twice with Tarantino. 
think he's worked four times with Martin Scorsese. He's worked with Steven Spielberg. He's worked with James Cameron. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous how he just kind of goes around what everybody mm-hmm. else seems to be doing to make to make money and has created really almost his own his own IP around himself. And I So in the story. Sure. We've got him, he's doing not so great. Yeah. Brad Pitt's still his buddy. And so the point of the story is just how cool they are or are not. Well, Brad Pitt's character And is there much comedy? Do we have a lot of that pulp fictiony pop yes. culture stuff? This this is a lot closer. To, okay, if if you look at say Kill Bill, mm-hmm. um, up through I want to say probably uh, Hateful Eight, which is not the Adam Sandler movie, um, <laughs> they're they're almost they are very close to being just action movies, and I don't mean mm-hmm. like just action, but like they're Tarantino action, yeah, and films. they're not dialogue centric. I mean, there's there's some great yeah. dialogue in it, but they're almost hyperbolic in the level of violence, like. Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown were very much like they were very subtle compared to like say his work two thousand three two thousand four on. This film harkens back to kind of that that late nineties, uh, mid to late nineties Tarantino. Now that's not to say that there isn't violence in this movie and there isn't like action, but it's not say to the gr- degree that like uh, Django. What? So, on a blood-spurting factor from Toy Story to Human Centipede, where does this fall? It is as close to a bloodless Tarantino film as you will probably So it's closer ever to Toy get. Story. Like it I still wouldn't say that. I don't I, I can't I can't commit to that right there. <laughs> but like it doesn't like okay, Kill Bill. They like people are bleeding. In that movie, There's a they're lot bleeding of that. a lot. There's a lot of violence. Like it's it's all kind of R. Like this movie drops a lot of expletives, but it's not necessarily like like honestly, if you would take out like some of the f bombs, like this movie almost could have been PG thirteen. Like so, so why are we hearing Manson, Manson, Manson? It's just Manson adjacent. Is he a leading character? Well, the uh, Polanski. Uh, is the next door neighbor of DiCaprio's character in the movie. Mm-hmm. And like you're seeing Sharon Tate pretty heavily featured, who is played, um, her name just, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie um, is being played by her. So like you're like, well, okay, this is going to intersect at some point. And it's, uh, they live on Cielo Drive. So in your head, you're just going, oh, I know where this movie's going. It's that that's it's even mm-hmm. perfect for a Tarantino movie. Like oh, I don't yeah. I don't want to I don't want to get into too much more than that because this film also does a really good job of making you think one thing. Like Tarantino pays a lot of attention to the way like you position a camera, the kind of music mm-hmm. you use. Like maybe the scene is acting very foreboding. Like you'll you'll do that and you're like, oh, this is what's about to happen. This is what's about to happen. And then it just fakes left. And you're like, oh, that's not what's the the film uses your knowledge of film against you. So Mm. there's a lot of times you'll be watching the movie just being like, oh, I see what you're doing. And then you're like, nope, I did. I did not see what you were doing. So end credits. Uh, There is a a treat for fans of uh, Tarantino's previous work. In, in the credit, it's they're, they're not doing a shared universe movie, uh-huh. which, by the way, would be awesome. Well, I totally watch. <laughs> uh, that's that, that's not the case, at least not at this point. 
Uh, but there, there is a little kind of, um, it, it's 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 a nice little Easter egg for people that have been with him since, like Reservoir Dogs. So at the end of the movie, or at the end of the credits, in the middle of the it's credits, it's about about middle middle worth of credits, and oh, like nice. the cast of this movie is ridiculous. So who else is in it other than Timothy, some guy named Brad Pitt? Timothy Oliphant <gasps> is in it. What? Yeah, he and he plays a cowboy. Oh, like that's what I'm saying. Like they're within the within the context of the film. Like you get to see him shooting uh, the pilot where he is playing the heavy, and Timothy Oliphant is going to be the main character of this new yes, western. I want to see that. that. That's what I'm. And you almost you get to see a pretty good deal of the episode. Oh, nice. But like at one point as well, like you're 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 so like kind of ensconced in it. You forget that you're not. This isn't the movie you're right. watching. You're watching the actor in the movie mm-hmm. doing a show, and like you've kind of invested yourself in the show, but they don't. It, it's not cut together like it is like whenever it's narrative. So Dude. sometimes you'll see him blow a line, and he'll just go ah, uh, l- l- uh, line, line, ah, no, let, let me just stop, let me just stop, and they're like That's sit down, meta. no, sit down, just go, go from here, go from here. Like it's you're you're getting to see him acting. As another character acting as that, like it's, it's just it, it's. You had me at Oliphant. It's uh, um, let's see, uh, Al Pacino also plays uh, another character in it. You've got a couple little like blink and you'll miss it, like from Tarantino's like other work. Like it, it is uh, Dakota Fanning shows mm-hmm. up in what's essentially like a she bit vampire. Part. No, no, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'm just saying, like you, you almost forget until you're like. Wait, who was what was that? And I mean, these people are doing like thirteen second parts. Like, wow. I really think at this point, Tarantino, like, he's allowed to get anybody that he wants. I feel that Chloe Moritz would be in a Tarantino film. She hasn't, has she? Not. It not strikes yet. me as. Well, he here's the other catch about like uh, DiCaprio to a certain extent and Tarantino. They don't they don't make sure that they do a movie like every. Two years. They don't mm-hmm. make sure that they have a social media presence. Like they're they, not. They don't they're not care. T- no. Like if we if don't need no stinking social. media. If it's media. four years in between movies, it's four years in between movies. If they happen to have another project that they really like, may- maybe they they do it like twice twice in one year. But like they really they they gravitate or they hone that material until they're like, okay, that's the movie that I need to make now. Mm, nice. So you would recommend it. Um, it is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, keep keep that in mind. Like if if uh, again, if your thirteen year old is telling you, "Oh, I need I need to watch this. I'm ready for this." They're not. Yeah. It, it's Tarantino. Like this is not PG thirteen Tarantino. It's R rated Tarantino. If you saw Pulp Fiction, it's I mean, it, it's a it's a vastly different film than that. Very different story. But like if it's as appropriate to watch with a thirteen year old. As Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. or Jackie Brown so, would be, that would be a solid no. I'm I, if you're a good parent, the answer is no. That's even that, if you're a film loving parent, just putting that out there. The answer is like, no. It's but but it is an, an exceptional movie. Mm-hmm. Like performances, like abound, and Brad Brad Pitt owns this movie. Most of your best laughs are from Pitt, and like I forget, maybe it's because like he's just this chiseled granite man mm-hmm. he's, that, met, he's metro man like i just i i forget that the guy can act like i don't think he has quite the range dicaprio does but when brad pitt like wants to be funny he's a really funny guy like 
I, I think he almost got back to into backed into a corner because of his ridiculous leading man good looks. If you have not seen a river runs through it lately or ever, <sighs> and for for people that twenty plus years ago were saying Robert Redford, Robert Redford, this guy, yeah, I'm just gonna, like he is at this point what fifty five. Am I Ish, right about that? Somewhat. Um, there, there is a scene where he is working on his antenna on top of his roof, and he's just in a set of jeans, takes off the shirt, puts on a pair of work gloves, and like just kind of runs his fingers through his hair. And I was just like, that man is almost 60 years old, and he has a set of abs that would make Captain America jealous. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Like, Pitt, Pitt is distractingly good looking in the way that John Hamm. Mm-hmm. Is distract and both of those men are so vastly talented in spite of their ridiculous looks. And again, Pitt is Pitt Pitt owns it. Like DiCaprio in a rare, like self-deprecating role, like Brad Pitt is just having the time of his life in this movie. How fun. And more often than not, like you get to be in on the joke. Like it's just it, it, it I I really just tremendously enjoyed this. They talk a lot. You need you need to know that up front. Like fourteen year old me didn't know that. I'm telling you, they talk a lot. But if you will if you will put your time into it, the film is worth it. Excellent. So, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood sounds. I have not been at, as excited to see a Tarantino movie or just a movie in a long time. I mean, I genuinely want to see this. Just and, haven't gotten around to it. And there is a good possibility. Like he yes. hasn't committed to it yet. This may be Tarantino's. Last movie. He what? Has, he what? has he has been saying for years. I want to do like nine, ten movies, have a really strong filmography, and then just walk away from it. He goes, I don't want to be asked to leave the table. I want to walk away from it when I feel like I'm still at the top of my craft. And this is film number nine. Um. All right. Whatever. So don't get me into it. I mean, like I said, we may get ten, but like if, if this movie, like let's say it goes in, like wins, like. Six Oscars and like just does gang boss gangbusters at the the box office. If he wants to go out on a high note, like and, and I mean honestly, at this point, I really I I can't see another. I can't Wouldn't see he get him bored. I I think he well. I mean he's he said I'll still write plays like oh. and he's he's saying I'm not saying like I never come back and he goes but it's not going to be like now the way it exists like about every like three four years. Maybe slightly more. You get a new Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. He's like, basically, he's saying that that won't be the case. And he goes, I'm not saying like, you know, 10 years down the road. I don't just be like, you know what? I've got a great idea for Kill Bill 3. I, I want to do this movie because he said, I actually have a really good idea for Kill Bill 3. And he goes, I want to make that movie. He goes, do I count? Do I count that as part of the two films before? And he goes, and that's not the 10th film. He goes, he goes, and. I can I can make up whatever rules I want. Exactly. Goes, but basically, he's saying like this one or the next one may be the last time. And he's not saying like he's not going to produce movies. And I, I I mean honestly, if he's writing plays, I can't see like a studio like Columbia or Disney or somebody going. We need to turn this into a movie. If he's not going to direct it, Tarantino has several screenplays like uh, what was it a true true romance. Uh, he wrote, I want to say, Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. He wrote, so like, even before he became Quentin Tarantino, as we know him now, uh, what was it, uh, From Dust Till Dawn, he wrote that. 
So he's he may still be like involved in the business, but he will not be making films in the way that we think of hmm. now. Oh, well, he can do what he wants. But anyway, good adult movie to watch. Yes. Don't take the kids. Once upon a time in Hollywood, possibly a contender for an Oscar. I with all of the stupid amount of talent that is in this movie, I really can't see it. And like I said, maybe it doesn't get like, you know, 16 nominations for whatever. But I cannot see that the Oscars do not show a little bit of love to yeah. this movie. And it's basically it's it's a tribute to old Hollywood, mm-hmm. which I can't imagine them not being into. Like precisely the the cast, the director. I like, bet you, if Polanski could vote, he would vote for it. Um, he's uh, he's busy yeah. elsewhere. I elsewhere. think yeah. right now. Anyway, go and see Once Upon a Time in a Hollywood. And what's our next one coming up? The next biggin. Oh, uh, what is the next? I mean, honestly, I think that was because you're going. You did Lion King. Kids, kids start school. Yeah, but not like everybody's kids. Not everybody. But but I'm kids. saying like August. August is not the the wealth of riches that you get during the summer. I see. Um, well, I'm not going to look it up. There are other movies coming out. I just don't there, remember what they I are. I mean, we'll we'll have some, but I'm just saying, like, we got like the one-two punch of like Lion King mm-hmm. and then a Tarantino movie. We're probably not going to get that for a a little a little while. Mm, just I guess. just putting it out there. Mm. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen, and I'm Adam Cravens.